0: let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask now that you would just be with us. We thank you for this uh, new ministry and for this uh, what this means for the life of the parish. We pray, God, that you would just help us to, um, that this, this time would seal the bond between um, the parish and Bethany, and Bethany and the parish, and we just ask that you would bless her in her ministry. Uh, we ask this all for Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Bethany Dixon, welcome. welcome. From um, right, re- most recently, rural Maryland. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, I have three things to hold in my hand and two hands. Thank you. So, tell, Thank why don't you just start at the beginning? And tell us a little bit about your family and about um, where you're from, how you grew up, that that sort of thing. Um,
1: well, I'm the daughter of a pastor and. Um, a woman who changes jobs frequently throughout my life. Um, she's amazing. But uh, so I grew up as a Presbyterian minister's daughter. My parents met in Philadelphia, inner city Philadelphia, where my dad was the pastor of an inner city church. Um, when I was four, we moved to Macon, Georgia. I spent about We spent about six years there, where um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she sold creative memories and worked a lot in my school. Um, then we moved to rural Maryland, um, where
0: So big, big city to suburbs to
1: to, to, to the country. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, so I've been all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom became uh, a teacher's assistant in uh, Maryland, and so I um, I have a younger brother who is 19 months younger than me, so he is 21 now. I think. Yeah, I think he's 21. Um, he's in college outside of uh, York, Pennsylvania studying electrical engineering and um, I have a nine month old puppy who is currently living with my parents who will be moving down here once I get settled. So, right. Her name is Sophie.
0: Well so you grew up in a ministry family, that's the first thing you said. Your dad's a Presbyterian pastor. So let's um, first let's talk about your faith. Okay, so. Uh, I, I can assume, or can we assume, that you were, were raised as a Christian, you are raised in a Christian home, and taught to have faith in church when the doors are open, uh, like my kids, and they love it. Um, was there um, was, was there a, a time when uh, you doubted, or was, was it always something that you, was your faith was always something that you kind of trusted? Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: when I was in middle school, we left Georgia, um, I didn't find out we were moving until thanksgiving and thanksgiving break we came up to maryland and we found out we were moving and i wasn't allowed to tell anybody until december uh like 7th and we moved christmas so i had like two weeks and i had a really tough time with that transition my brother had a really tough time with that transition and um (coughs) we moved to maryland and in my young faith I was like, well, if God lets bad things like this happen, lets my like life get really hard, He can't exist. Hmm. And um, it took <laughs> it, it took a woman who owned a coffee shop who went to the church down the street from our house, who my mom knew her, trusted her. She was young. Uh, she was probably in her early 20s. And she, my mom would take me there after school multiple times a week, and she would just say, come on over to my church's youth group, you should come. Um, And she kept inviting me every single time we went. And I was just this like angsty, emo kid in middle school. And I was like, no, don't make me do that. And um, eventually I caved in because she kept inviting me, and she was so nice, and she got to know me. And I went and... You could
0: have gone yeah. to other coffee shops, but there's something that...
1: Yeah. They
0: make coffee other places. So oh, there yeah. was something that, that kept you coming back even to that invitation.
1: My mom drove me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good mom. Good mom. <laughs> but I've, I've uh, re-met Jesus at that youth group. Um, it took until I was in ninth grade. Um, and um, it was a charismatic youth group. Um, and a, it was a church of God. And so it was... Uh, very interesting way of meeting Jesus, um, but it remind it, it taught me the passion for Christ that I um, still have in me. That um, shows in a different way than it did when I was 14 and 15 and 16. But um, just the beauty and the passion that someone can, how they can live their life for Christ, and what that what differences that makes. Um, that life altering moment that you have with Christ. Um, so yeah, the, the, there was that youth group, and then. Um, I, I got a taste of that, and so I wanted more. So I joined another youth group, and then another, and then another. And so by the time I was a senior, I was involved in four different youth groups, pretty actively. Um, and each one taught me something different about how you walk with God. Um, I was involved with the Church of the Brethren youth group that taught me about peace and the, the, the um, just, like, rest and calm that God gives you. And um, I was involved with another youth group that was a lock-in youth group, where they just traveled to different churches in the area and did lock-ins once a month. And um, they taught me just the excitement and the joy and the fun part of following Christ and the community of having a family of Christ and things like that. Um, My senior year of high school, I started to feel the call into ministry. Um, I was at the youth service at the Church of the God. And um, I was just praying because I, I, I wanted to go into graphic design and I just felt this unrest about it. And I was like, all right, God, I don't know what you want me to do, but it's not what I'm thinking I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna just like put it, fall in your court. And um, I very clearly felt like he was saying, finished ministry. Um, and that's like the only time I really had God very clearly tell me something. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Of ministry is like I do not want to do that <laughs> and it took me four months and one very very long very angry conversation in the middle of my dad's sanctuary at midnight um, to come to terms with it um, and finally get, say you know what okay I'm gonna do it and um, so I applied to Eastern University which um, is a school outside of Philadelphia that has a youth ministry program a bachelor's of art in youth ministry and so I started there, and that's where I met the church um, that I worked at before. Um, and they taught me the healing properties that Christ gives. Of um, when when the church hurts you, I had been hurt by a couple of my high school churches as I left. And they taught me that like the church can come around, and that God heals all wounds, even the invisible ones. And it was just a really, I I, I kind of had the whole loop and I'm still learning um what
0: God has for me and things like that. But it's been really cool. Thank you so much. Let me go back to that moment where you said you were kind of this angsty emo kid and then you re met Jesus, right? So Well, I mean, what was that like when you you were going to four youth groups and were you still angsty? I'm not even really sure what emo means, but I I, I say it like I do. But but what what was the transition like for you in your own heart and mind? And and what was it like for Jesus to become real again, to sort of exist again in your heart and mind?
1: it was like some big moment I don't really remember a big moment where God just like smacked me upside the head and said hey I'm here um it was more just like a gradual shift of like if I was a boat going in one direction God was just slowly moving the current to push me the other way and um yeah so it, it was I, I think part of it was God put new people in my life um, so I wasn't hanging out with the bad influenced friends that I had um, uh, it was a big shift in high school, from middle school to high school, so I had a whole new world open up to me. And God led me to um, better friends, um, more appropriate activities, le- um, just things that really brought passion to light in me instead of just like sitting in my room being angsty and watching YouTube. Um, I got to learn what it was like to hold a camera and what taking a picture of someone that really made it look like who they are was. And that was really helpful. And so God just put me in these activities uh, that brought hope again, I think. And um, as that happened, as I I grew out of the bad things happen so God can't exist into the God uses all bad things for good. (laughs) And I, I got to start to see how the things that I had gone through were helping other people, like my experience was helping other people. Or just like how my experience changed, um, I think a lot of wisdom came into it. Of like, oh, I can see where God was in that moment when I couldn't see it when I was
0: in the mess. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that. And, and let me ask you. I'm just not on the sheet that I, I told you I was going to ask you the questions. But um, I mean, where, what were, where were your parents thinking during that whole? I mean, were they just patient, patiently praying? Were they put a lot of pressure on you? I mean, what what was the your relationship with them like? And in, in, in that transition or that time leading up to the transition?
1: I hid it pretty well from my parents. Mm. Um, I I had to go to church every week. My dad was the pastor. I was the only kid my age in my dad's church. And so like there was a real absence when I wasn't there. And so I was (laughs) expected to be there. And so I was. Um, So a lot of it was doubt that I didn't express. Mm. And I didn't really, I don't think I was conscious of the doubt until (coughs) when I started turning back to Christ. And I was like, oh, Mm. hey, this is what's going on. Um, I was reading some weird books um, in middle school, and I was wondering if that was truth. And it wasn't, and I I was just trying to come to the answer of what truth was, and um, eventually... I just sat down with my mom and was like, why? Why do you believe this? And she told me why, and I was like, all right, cool. (laughs) And went with it, because it was just like, I I trusted my mom. I trusted my dad. Um, And so, yeah. All right.
0: Great. Um, So, uh, talk a little bit more about how those, the four or five youth groups, uh, that different denominations, different expressions of of piety, how did that, Looking back, on how how has that shaped who you are as a Christian and who you are as a a young adult? Yeah.
1: So, um, the first youth group I was ever involved in was the youth group at my dad's church, where I was the only kid my age, but there were um, a bunch of people older than me, about two, three years older than me, and a bunch of people about two, three years younger than me. And so, um, in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I was involved with... A youth group of a bunch of high schoolers, and um, they really taught me that it was okay to doubt. Um, we we went through a lot of doubt with that youth group. A lot of us just were didn't know what was going on, what this whole faith thing meant, and so that that taught that it's like it's okay to doubt. Um, and later I learned that like God is big enough to handle your doubt. Um, God, God can handle your emotions and your fears and your anger and your, your uncertainties and um, I think they really put me on that track to, to understand that to get to there um, the next youth group that I got involved in was the youth group at the Church of God and like I said they brought me back to the passion um, They the, the services that I went to cause it was a youth service not necessarily a youth group um, showed a lot of like outward expressions of worship. And so this passionate worship that um, they had and this beautiful communion that they had with God just in the service. Um, and it was a very welcome change from my Presbyterian roots where I we, we had the liturgy, we had the traditions, and they didn't. It was all just like off the cuff or uh, this is like where God is leading us, this is the spirit moving. And so... Um, It was this, as a teenager for me, it was just a really helpful like free child movement. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't any hippie stuff, but it was this like, I can be who I am. I can be real and I can be realistic of um, what's going on with what's going on in me. And um, I can go with that. And as an ADHD child, it's great because I could just like start walking in the middle of service and I, I could get the energy out. Um, instead of being the frozen, chosen Presbyterian.
0: I wonder what that's like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then um, the Brethren Church that I got involved with, uh, like I said, taught me that peace, and um, the Brethren Church is very pacifist, and um, just the Nonviolence was a, a beautiful thing to view and to be a part of, and to um, they were very service-minded. So we did a lot of service and a lot of mission things, and um, a lot of social justice. Like this is like, how can we help right the wrongs that God ha- or that, that for God with God that um, are in the world, and how can we um, be the hands and feet of God? How can we be that community of believers and that community of faith? They're very community oriented. And so um, I learned about that and um, brought that in. Um, I'm really big into relational ministry and I think they taught me a lot of that. Um, For years I had people checking in on me even if I didn't go to something and I had lifelong friends that I met from that group. And um, So yeah, that, that group taught me that, and then when I went to college um, and got involved with Good Sam, I learned that community um, again, but I learned it in a much deeper, more real way of adult relationships.
0: So Good Sam is the Episcopal Church in Paoli, uh, Pennsylvania, Good Samaritan, uh, that you were involved in for five Mm -hmm. years, and we want to talk about how you found that, but it makes perfect sense, just hearing, I don't think I've even heard you say all those things quite like that, but if you came from a word centered um, uh, background into a passionate relationship with Christ and then found beautiful uh, worship and uh, justice and service in relationships it sounds seems completely natural you then found the Episcopal <laughs> Church so uh, uh, you were you were always an Episcopalian and God was just putting it one brick at a time um, but how did you how did you find that I mean what was what was it how, what was the the uh, you know, what was the process like for you finding uh, Good Samaritan, Why and what was it about that community uh, that made it seem like this is where you wanted to make your, uh, coming into being an adult, your home? They threw a
1: t-shirt at my face.
0: They threw a t-shirt at your <laughs> face.
1: Um, so, Eastern University has a uh, local church fair at the beginning of every school year basically to say, go find a church please. Um, it's a Christian university and so they're like please go find church um, we don't put, provide church and we think it's important for you to get involved in the community here and um, so I'm going through this community church fair and um, this guy takes a t-shirt that says this is your free t-shirt and, Christian Good Samaritan, and throws it at my face and says catch and I'm freaking out and quickly catch it and um, start a You didn't make you catch? No I like, barely caught it with my face Okay, um, <laughs> <all right. laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely hit my face, but um, I started out this conversation and I was, he was like, what's your name, what's your major, where are you from? And when I told him I was a youth ministry major, he went and was like, that's our youth director, Jonathan Hobbs, you should talk to him. And um, Jonathan took my name and my number and my email address and uh, said, we'll be in touch. And then um, our youth ministry 101 class at Eastern requires you to go to a youth ministry and observe it and take notes and write a paper on it. And so um, Jonathan knew this. He was a graduate from Eastern. He had done this. (laughs) And um, he emailed me and was like, hey, I know this is coming up. You should come observe. at Sam. And so uh, he was like, I'll provide you a ride. I'll bring your friends along, who are also youth ministry majors. smart, really. man. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> <is that. laughs> Cunning. And um, he brought us, or he, he got one of the leaders, who was a student at Eastern, to drive us to get Sam, and we observed, and I was like, this is awesome. I've never been involved with a youth group that had small groups a part of it. The worship was a little different but that's okay and like it was just all of these different elements that i was like this is so cool i want to learn about what this is like because my experience is wildly different from this and this is the model that most youth groups take in america so it was like i, I just want to learn and i want to grow in this and um jonathan set up a coffee we, we talked over coffee and he's like so do you want to be a leader And I was like, yes, please. And um, so I started attending as a leader and still shopping around at other churches um, in the mornings. And um, at the end of my first year of volunteering, I got involved in November, and in about May, Jonathan sat me down and he was like, you need to start attending our church. Um, This is very important. Um, I know that you're not attending somewhere else, and you need to start attending here. And so I did. And then I went off to um, home for the uh, summer break. And Jonathan called me and was like, so we're looking at starting this position called the Club 56 coordinator. We're starting a program for fifth and sixth graders. And um, I was wondering, we want it to be a female um, so that she can help out with the, the uh, female youth leader thing. So we have two people on staff. Uh, so we can have both a male and a female leader at all times. And I was wondering if you'd be OK if I put your name in the hat. And I'm 18 and don't understand what that looks like. And it was like, totally, let's go. <laughs> and, learned, and then I learned. <laughs> and it was wonderful. It was a beautiful learning process. And as I got involved and more ingrained into the church, cause, you know, as you're starting ministry, you have to meet the students. And then you have to meet their parents. And then you have to meet the people who help out in the church. And you have to meet your volunteers. And you just slowly become more and more mesh in the church body and um, the more I got involved the more I started realizing how much God was there and like there there were so many outlets that you could connect into and um, (coughs) Sam did a really good job of trying to connect you into one of them to um, help you live out your Um, your calling in the church. And um, so
0: yeah, it started with a t-shirt and ended with um, youth ministry. All right, so evangelism by smacking people in the face. That's, that's, uh, you plan to smack people in the face as part of evangelism. uh, Only with
1: soft pillows. uh,
0: With soft pillows, all right, good. Um, So youth ministry in college, um, and you're continuing to do that. Well, was there anything other than the community? I mean, was it was it community specific? Was was the was there anything about the liturgy or the regularity of the sacraments? Was there anything about the history, or was it really just mainly the community and the vitality of that ministry? And it, either, yeah. there's no right answer for that. I'm right? just curious. The
1: community started it. Yeah. But then I think that the um, everything else just came with it, and it was this added benefit. The mm-hmm. community drew me in, and then I started to fall in love. With the Episcopal Church as a whole, and um, I started to fall in love with the liturgy, how um, refreshing it was. I had a really um, rough patch of it at one point in college, and just the being able to be like, I am not alone in this. Mm. Someone else has felt this way, and they wrote about it, and it's in the Book of Common Prayer, and I can read that, and it's just mm. um, like it's there for me. And um, so, so it was this feeling of, like, I'm not by myself here, and it's, ev- everyone gets to read this, everyone gets to be a part of this. And then, um, with the Eucharist, uh, um, it, it didn't, it took me a while to realize this, but I went home to my dad's church, and they use grape juice in the Presbyterian church, and I took it, and I was like, "Oh, where's the bitterness? I need that bitterness that reminds me of, like, everything that's gone into, like, what this." is like this remembrance of christ's death and it was that that the bitterness of the wine just became very very powerful to me and it's like i i missed it and i didn't realize how important that became to me until i didn't have it um when i went like to a christmas service at my dad's church and then i went back and i was like i need this um and it was just that the grace that came with that um and i i learned a lot about grace at good sam um a lot about grace um it was, it was really
0: healing, having that grace. That, that's fantastic. Well, tell us about the ministry, uh, Club 56. I mean, that you basically started from scratch, and I think it was going great guns. Uh, at least it was a couple weeks ago when you left. So um, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So um, Club 56 was our bridge program. We were realizing that we were losing a lot of kids from children's ministry into youth ministry, and we didn't like that. So we decided to put in this program where it's a, it was a Sunday school program that um, had a couple events a semester, like two events a semester, um, maybe three max. And um, the fifth graders got to know the sixth graders. And so when they became sixth graders, they knew the seventh graders who were in their small groups. And so it, it started as this bridge of like the seventh graders the eighth graders because they were seventh graders when they were in or they were seventh graders when they were in youth group and so they became the bridge of the glue that held the group together. And so um I started this we I they had the idea and they brought me in and they said do it and every year is different and I like I I can tell you and I'm not Mm -hmm. going to right now but every year the changes that we had to make because the ministry had to change. You know the first year and, and I had to change. I had to grow as a leader. And um, so every year, it's wildly different how we did Club 56. Um, and it just improved over time. And um, as I got involved in that, I then started taking on more roles. And eventually, without a pay increase, I took on the role of the Associate Youth Director. So we now had two, Like I started doing more youth group stuff as well. It wasn't just Club 56. And um, it was, I started getting involved in the middle school girls. I was a middle school girls small group leader for years. Um, I moved up with a group into high school at one point. um, And I started, I I went on all the retreats. I went on all the events. I started planning events, things like that. And I just got more and more involved in what ministry looked like. Um, Sort of as a discernment process for me. Of like, Is this really what I want to do? To actually get a taste of, like, youth ministry is not just, I like teenagers and I want to hang out with them. It's so much more than that. And so I was going through this assignment is do I want to do the more or do I just like teenagers and should I go into education Um, or should I go into finance and then spend my free time and doing things like that. Um, And Good Sam really gave me that playground, that sandbox to play in and um, that place where it was okay to make mistakes and learn um, from them.
0: So, I mean, when was the angry conversation in your dad's sanctuary? Was this like in high school or or was this, or was this in this same season of, of discernment?
1: This was in high school.
0: That was in high school. So so really, the good Sam experience. That's you're really at that point um, having things affirmed, yes. you know, from that. And oh, that's 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 it great. It was refining. It was refining it, yeah. And so um, I didn't know that you would do more work for for, the, for less without taking notes. <laughs> that's good to know. That's good. To, good to know.
1: <laughs> I've also learned
0: how to say no, which I didn't <laughs> know. Fair
1: enough.
0: All right, so let me ask you this: Then why leave a good spot like Good Sam? You know, you're up there. You're closer to your parents. You're you've got this community that you know about. Um, you, you know, you're. They're paying you. I don't know, five dollars an hour or whatever it is. And so, you are. Um, you're doing. You're doing. You're in this great place. Why did you start looking around? What? Why did you, why Why have you come here?
1: Yeah. What are um, you doing here? Yeah. God called me. Yes. Um, but I started looking. Um, I, my position at Good Sam was a part-time position. And um, I wanted to do more full-time ministry. I wanted to uh, really <coughs> take on my own ministry. Um, it was wonderful working with Jonathan, and he taught me so much. But it was his ministry. He he was the director, he was leading it, and it was, I I followed him um, in that, and I supported him in that. And I, um, as I matured in my leadership capabilities, and I, as I matured in my faith, I I was sitting here going, I think I'm ready to do it myself. I think I've learned, I think I'm ready to go and that plus some logistical things of I was living with my parents who lived two and a half hours away from Good Sam and I was driving up on weekends and it was just burning me out um, to drive two and a half hours for a weekend and then drive back two and a half hours after a really long day of working and things like that and so just with all of that it was that God was saying it's time to move on and so um, I started applying um, this is actually the first place I applied to Um, I applied to a a ton of places all at once, but this was the first one I applied to, and um, God saw it
0: fit. So So we actually, um, we were looking for somebody who's a little older than you, and um, assuming that that person would have the experience that you have. Uh, And so we we actually saw your resume, thought this draws a lot of potential, but we're going to keep looking. And then when that happened, we, um, we got a letter from Jonathan Hobbs, I don't know if you know this, but he, and he just said, he said, you need to look back at this. This candidate because she's the best hire I have ever made, uh, and in addition, we got I had a couple other folks uh, that we knew. Melissa Rao being our, uh, one of them. Melissa Rao is our uh, youth ministry, uh, ministry architects consultant, and b- both encouraged us to, to take another look, and then we did. And, and you, you're here. We're so glad uh, that you've come here. Uh, you were um, uh, you do bring a lot of experience, a lot of breadth, and uh, and yet a commitment uh, of having been formed in the Episcopal Church and a, in a a breath. You've been on payroll now for um, for um, a week. What was, what's your week been like? What have you been doing?
1: All right. Well, the first thing I did was uh, safeguarding God's people. So and I'm i Came here. back.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes.
1: So, um, um, so for those of you who work with mm-hmm. kids, <laughs> you understand. And um, so that was that took a couple days. And then um, just getting oriented with what the staff does, and um, going to staff meeting, and um, Annette typed up this really wonderful thing of like, this is who you ask about this, and this is who you ask about this, and that was fantastic. To get um, that. Yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> thank you, Annette. I don't see you, but thank you. Um, and uh, so doing that and getting into my email, getting, like, all the logistical basis, and then um, on Thursday, I went to camp. Uh, So I went to Camp Weed where a bunch of our students were for Harry Potter camp Mm -hmm. and the week at camp. And so um, I thought it was really important to go out and see it in action. Uh, I've heard in my very short amount of time here how important Camp Weed is to uh, this church and to this diocese and um, to the people who are here. And so I um, drove out there and spent far longer than I meant to. Um, I was like, we'll just spend an afternoon. And they were like, yeah, I have to stay for the evening. And so I just stayed until they went to bed. And uh, then drove back. And huh. it was it was fun, you mm-hmm. know. It's what happens in ministry? You just you stay longer than you meant to. And,
0: um. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: huh. Amazing. But so I got to see some students. I got to meet some students. I met Sally over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, sorry, Sally, not to mm-hmm. point you out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, um. I met, uh, well, I got got to know Caroline and Ava a little bit more and um, so many other people. And um, it was just a really cool experience to see them in the the place that gives them so much joy and peace and to see what camp does. Um, And I've already told Allison, who's in charge over there, uh, sign me up for next year. Mm -hmm. And so just getting involved in that. And it was just a beautiful, it's a beautiful campus if you've never been, which I I think most of you guys have at least at some point, um, absolutely stunning, and um, it was really, it was a cool experience. So I did that, and then um, came back and did some more emails, doing some logistics. We're going to Rock the Universe um, in uh, September, I think it was in September, and um, so I was figuring
0: out all of the details for that trip. That's the name of, of, of an event, uh, yeah. a, a concert, rocking yours. You didn't mean you're you're going to rock the universe. Oh, yeah,
1: we're going to do that. Good but,
0: but well, okay. God, with God.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, it's at Universal, it's a concert at Universal, a Christian concert.
0: So. All right. So what, um, you know, sort of, you've got a week under your belt, you've got five years of experience, you've got a ton more of experience, some different things. Looking ahead, let's say the next few weeks, months, years even, like what are your what are your hopes and dreams for the youth group?
1: So my first hope and plan is to uh, just get to know all of the teams that we have, um, get to know their likes, their dislikes, who they are, what, where they are in their walk, um, their faith journey, what, where and what they need, um, what, how can I be of service to them, um, and how can I get them involved in the service of this church and in the mission of this church. Um, so once I figure that out, that's going to really direct what we do from here on out. Um, a couple like ideas that I have um, that I've talked to some students about. Um, we we want to start a youth group um, with a band that is student led um, because we have teenagers who know how to play the guitar and they said, we want to do that. So um, I see Jack back there and he's like, please don't say me. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so there's just, you know, um, there's that. And then there's uh, small groups are so important to me. Um, Bible studies are important. Um, Missional events, uh, obviously getting involved with Camp Weed and doing things there. And just so there's a lot of potential that we're going (coughs) to move towards and get to. Um, I just still have to discover what that is with help from the design team, with help from the youth leaders, and with help from the congregation. and with the help of God, grace of God, um, to get
0: there. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think you're really coming to a great situation because, particularly with the uh, youth ministry architects and the design team, you you have uh, more, I think, than we've had in the past. of somebody coming in uh, and starting fresh, you have a team around you uh, in a that's much more robust mm-hmm. than I think we've had uh, before. And I, I really think um, that you're we're doing, I hope, I mean I think we're doing a really good job of setting you up for success but I think you also have the right person I'm so grateful that God has brought you uh, to us um, I'd love to just open up for a, a, a couple of questions if, you, if anybody in the congregation uh, students or otherwise have questions for a question for Bethany not a question, just an observation
1: good choice Praise God. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Yes, Sally. She is a lab mix. We don't know what she's mixed with. Um, It could be boxer, it could be beagle. She's a sassy little thing who likes to talk back. Um, but she loves to retrieve. She's a frisbee dog, so she loves going after her, running after her frisbee. She loves being chased, and she's wonderful. And she's the light of my life. <laughs> well, I have a seven-month-old miniature Australian Shepherd who would really love to meet your dog. I you <laughs> have an acre and a half in. I'll be there. Playgroups. I like the idea of dog playgroups, getting yeah. people together with yeah, the yeah.
0: dogs. Let's do it. I think yeah. sure. I think well, so. Let's uh let's go, with Caroline, back here. Can we have dog days. Alright, so we've moved, uh, you've done a good job, you've did such a good job that we're talking yeah. about uh, dogs uh, <laughs> rather than about your ministry, that's, uh, I need to learn that trick, that's good. Uh, we will have the uh, Blessing of the Animals coming up on uh, uh, probably first weekend in October I would guess. Yeah. Um, what, Carol? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I heard you use the term
1: relational ministry, yes. Yes. could you describe that, what does that mean? Describe
0: yeah. relational ministry. Um,
1: I really believe that um, the faith and um, just getting to know and love God is a journey, and it's a walk. And um, so I really believe that effective ministry is coming alongside with someone and walking that walk with them, going through that journey with them, and with that comes relationship, getting to know them, um, getting to... There's this psychology thing about, like, the spark that comes from someone, that one thing in your life that um, brings you the energy to go through life, that one that spark that brings you passion. And so everybody has a spark, and so finding out what that spark is and then celebrating it, Um, and that comes through getting to know someone, and that comes through just being there with them and getting involved in their life and doing life with them. And so relational ministry is really, you know, Doing that with a missional mind of we're we're doing this so that we can walk alongside you and direct you towards God.
0: Like the lady in the coffee shop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She got to know me and then kept pointing me to like, hey, church, let's go, mm-hmm.
0: let's go. Cool. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? What? Yeah, Charlene. What was Club Fifty Six? The Fifty Six. What did that mean? Fifth and sixth
1: grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Oh, oh, fifth. Grade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Beth, what are some of the ways uh, you and Beth Lunsford are going to be able to coordinate so that we have a nice, smooth flow from two, three-year-olds on
0: the way? The question is, what what are some of the ways that you and our children's ministry director, uh, Beth Lunsford, will uh, integrate youth and children's ministry?
1: We so. VBS week is next week, and so she's been a little busy, and it's my first week, so we we haven't sat down and discussed what that's going to be, and so I don't want to speak for Beth without her being here, but we definitely will be working towards that, um, and we we have conversations planned. It's just. We, they, they had to get pushed off because their um, you know, VBS is a very big thing. And so I will definitely be getting involved with VBS because, you know, we've got teens who volunteer. And so things like that, um, getting teens to volunteer. I know some teens already volunteer in children's ministry and getting that. And um, there's just, there's a, a flow um, that comes when students looking up, or children looking up to students and teens and things like that so um beth and i will definitely be definitely be working together there's a door between our offices that we go when we talk through um which is great um so we'll
0: definitely be working together we just will define that later the um the design team uh, is very intentionally um focusing on both so so they'll be providing that infrastructure as well maybe one more dorsey
1: not a question but like an observation mm-hmm. I'm amazed at
0: the level of experience that you have in your short adult life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, we um, we have a I say we the women of the church I'm told have provided a gift for you.
1: Thank
0: you. Um, it looks like well um, it looks like a, a lovely gift. So um, we are um, uh, and then we are actually going to bring you up and during announcements in the ten thirty service and have the kids uh, come up with you and pray uh, for you and just sort of officially install you as the youth uh, director of youth ministries. So we are so <laughs> glad that you're here, Bethany Dixon. <laughs> one, one more? I think mean, we think she should open it. Oh, okay. Is
1: there oh, a, we, will, yeah. be
0: a reception later? Oh, there is a reception after the 1030 service. Yes, thank you for reminding me. We, we think you should open it.
1: Can you hold my mic? Yes, I can. My mother taught me to open hearts first. So her mother and parents her parents. Yeah.
0: Well, what does it say? It's between me and the women of the oh. church. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that right? Here we go. Is that right? Yeah. Good job. Thank you Thank so much. You so much. Uh, Wonderful. great in my living room. I was actually just talking to my table
1: earlier that my living room is very beige. I've got beige carpet, beige walls, beige couch. So this is going to be, be the pop of color that I need. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Wonderful.
0: Thank you. Welcome. We're looking forward to um, at least 20 years of very fruitful ministry. Praise <laughs> God. Thank you. All right, go to church. Clear your table for breakfast, you can put your stuff in the trash, that would be a big help to those guys.